innovation, integrity, teamwork, commitment, compassion, and respect. These are the values of Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Here's another episode in our podcast series, Cancer Talk with Bill Klaproth. Cholangiocarcinoma is a rare and traditionally difficult to treat cancer, so what is it? Here to talk with us about cholangiocarcinoma is Dr. Renuka Iyer, co-director, Liver and Pancreas Tumor Center, section chief for gastrointestinal oncology at Roswell Park Cancer Institute. Dr. Iyer, thank you for your time today. So let's start right at the beginning. What is cholangiocarcinoma? Uh, thank you for having me. Cholangiocarcinoma is a cancer of the bile duct. Uh, these bile ducts actually are um, little tubes that are within the liver and also outside the liver, and um, the gallbladder is part of this bile duct tract, and all of these together are called cholangiocarcinoma. So, Dr. Iyer, how common is this type of cancer? It is not very common, and uh, if you look at all of the extrahepatic bile duct cancers, that is the bile duct outside the liver, uh, approximately 11,000 or so cases are diagnosed, two-thirds of which are gallbladder cancer, and about 3,000 or so are extrahepatic bile duct cholangiocarcinomas. Uh, There are also intrahepatic bile duct cancers, And that is a little hard to estimate the exact number because those are combined with primary liver cancer, and the two together are about 40,000 or so. And Dr. Iyer, do we know what the risk factors are for cholangiocarcinoma? Um, that's, a, that's a great question. So there is one uh, inheritable or rather cause from a uh, risk factor that is um, uh, uh, an inherent uh, risk factor, which is primary sclerosing cholangitis, an inflammatory disorder of the biliary tree that causes a lot of fibrosis and stricturing, and that unfortunately uh, leads to cholangiocarcinoma in, in, a, in a high percentage of patients. But, uh, but other than that, the, the sort of uh, main uh, risk factors uh, for, for gallbladder cancer, for example, is the presence of gallstones and inflammation in the gall duct, gall, gallbladder itself. And toxic exposures, um, such as uh, some strange, uh, some not, not that common anymore, but uh, a contrast agent called torotrast a long time ago in the 1960s is a carcinogenic thing that was associated. And also viral hepatitis has been uh, related to, to causing this cancer. So, Dr. Iyer, what makes this disease different than other cancers? Um, diagnosing this disease is very difficult because patients present with jaundice and the bile duct is strictured or tight. And getting a biopsy or a little piece of tissue that confirms that this is cancer is sometimes very difficult. And that's a challenge um, for, for uh, diagnosis. And another difficulty with these patients, unfortunately, is uh, often by the time it's found, uh, because of its location, surgery is not possible. The diagnosis is made a little late. And treating these patients is challenging because keeping that bile duct open while giving them treatment is not very easy. These bile ducts tend to close up. They require stents. They get infected. And that makes it a little harder to treat these patients. You mentioned jaundice. Are there any other signs or symptoms? Um, Some patients will uh, present with weight loss, uh, pain uh, um, associated with it, but for the most part, jaundice is a very typical presenting symptom. 
And you mentioned that treatment can be difficult. Can you expound on that a bit for us? Um, as you know, with most patients, uh, when they hear the word cancer, they want it out. And surgery is uh, the, the best treatment for any cancer, and cholangiocarcinoma is no different. So if you were to divide these cancers into the liver, the ones that are inside the liver, and the gallbladder, for these patients, surgery is possible. And uh, when it's done, outcomes can be good. If it's caught early, for example, if a patient went in with a gallbladder attack and their cancer was diagnosed relatively early. But unfortunately for the patients who present with jaundice when the bile duct is obstructed and now the cancer is present at the confluence or the outflow tract from where the bile comes out of the liver, at that location, what we call hilar cholangiocarcinoma, at the hilum, at the mouth, there surgery is very challenging to do because there's not enough bile duct to do an operation. And in those patients, it becomes more palliative, where we're giving chemotherapy, trying to prolong survival, and treatments have not been very successful so far. Great advances have been made in the last couple of years, but still a lot of work remains to be done. So when it comes to those advances, can you tell us about the breakthroughs that have been made? Absolutely. So I think the two big, big breakthroughs that have been made is uh, molecular classification of bile duct cancers have allowed us to identify that intrahepatic cholangiocarcinomas have a higher frequency of some mutations that are actionable. IDH1, fibroblast growth factor receptor, these are just a couple of examples of mutations for which there are drugs that actually work. And uh, finding this mutation in about 22-25% of patients uh, is of intrahepatic cholangiocarcinoma has made this option available to patients through clinical trials. And this has been a big breakthrough for those patients. Similarly, for gallbladder cancer patients, finding HER2 expression. This is another receptor for which there are multiple targeted, targeted, targeted drugs um, has been another breakthrough for those patients. And so this is just one example. And the second has been um, that there has been a greater interest in focusing on this patient population on this community. And several phase three studies have been done to define standards. What should be the first therapy that we give what should be the second therapy that we give, adjuvant therapy after surgery. Phase three studies had not been done up until just a few years ago, and some of those studies have been completed in just the last five years, and many more studies are ongoing and will com be completed in the next five years. So there is a lot of hope for these patients because of this. Right now, what is the long-term prognosis or outcome for someone with cholangiocarcinoma? For a patient who is able to have surgery, um, if it's in, in intrahepatic cholangiocarcinoma or gallbladder um, or even extrahepatic cholangiocarcinoma, uh, not affecting the lymph nodes, the outlook is good. The, uh, the likelihood of surviving this and beating this is uh, more than 50%. It's even for gallbladder cancers, it, it crosses over 80, 90%. Um, but when we look at patients who have unfortunately stage for disease when it is um, not curable, survival is still, unfortunately, on an average about a year, and uh, much work remains to be done. Well, there is good news about those breakthroughs, and we'll keep uh, hoping that those outcomes uh, do improve with subsequent advances. And Dr. Iyer, how can patients with this type of cancer become self-advocates? 
Oh, I think that um, just the knowledge that uh, that a lot is being done and staying hopeful. I think uh, attitude is is big in, in as you know in in, in fighting anything uh, for starters. Uh, the Cholangiocarcinoma Foundation has been a great uh, source uh, for uh, resources, um, education, support, and uh, on there is a is a card. Uh, it's a biliary emergency card, and uh, patients. I would encourage patients to, if they have stents and tubes, uh, PTC tubes, to fill one out, and uh, they can be their own advocate if they get an infection and end up in an emergency room to help the doctors there who may not be as familiar with how to manage emergencies uh, to help guide them and get the right care um, and uh, and facilitate communication between doctors. And this card is designed to help make that happen. And doctors at Roswell Park helped make that happen. And so I think that's a that's another reason I feel uh, strongly that uh, I should uh, mention it. Um, it has helped a lot of our patients. Uh, another thing that patients should consider is participating in clinical trials, and that's how advances are made. It has helped them. It has helped others. And I think just these three things, staying hopeful, positive, and um, doing the best they can even they get infections, emergencies, being their own advocates, having this card, facilitating interactions between their doctors and and the doctors in the emergency room, and participating in trials. Dr. Iyer, thank you for your time today and sharing that information with us. If you want to learn more, please visit roswellpark.org. That's roswellpark.org. You're listening to Cancer Talk with Roswell Park Cancer Institute. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.